Blog Talk Radio. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. How is everybody doing? Doing well. Not too bad. Shout out. Hey. I just mm-hmm. want to say shout out to the people on the West Coast, that's in the Midwest, that's having a heat wave right now. They're going through. Oh. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they said it was like 100 degrees at 9 in the morning. Jesus. Ooh. Like Puerto Rico. It's rough. Death Valley oh. hit 113. Wow. That's some serious stuff out there. Yeah, that's why they call it Death Valley. There you go. Yeah, you're right. Woo. But we all made it through another week, so thanks be to the Most High for that one. I know that's All right. right. Mm. Well, uh, uh, what's our uh, kickoff topic this week, Papa D? What's on your mind? Oh, uh, wow. What's, what's on, on our mind, mind is uh, longevity. Longevity. Let's kick that around for a second. Stand, stand somewhere too long as an athlete, for example. Does that make you better because you 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 won more stuff because you was around longer? I mean, you know, and some people don't win more stuff because it is around longer. And some people do. But uh, do, do, can we compare them to people that may have did a basic root, a basic routine of a career and, and got out, you know, like let's use uh, Brett Favre, for example, football. He just let, stayed forever. And we went to the Hall of Fame, we couldn't believe it because he didn't really didn't do nothing but win one Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers years ago. Mm-hmm. He went to the Jets, he went to the Minnesota Vikings, he went to a whole bunch of teams and blew it in the playoffs for them, sold them down the river, threw an interception in the playoffs, lost, you know, and just hung around, you know. So does it really does it really make a difference? And, and on, a ten, on a tennis tip, uh, can we compare people that, like, uh, let's say Serena compared to Pete Sampras? Or Steffi Groff, mm-hmm. people that like Steffi Groff and Pete Sampras did straight up careers, you know, okay. like what people would consider the normal run. But when you hang around a long time because you're hanging around for your achievements and other people are behind you and you almost feel like you're in the way. So let's kick that. How do you feel about hmm. that, Grandma? I do think that everybody has their time and their space. And sometimes when people hang around, like I'll move from the athletes to the workplace. Sometimes when people hang around in the workplace, you really start to wonder, like, why are they still here? You know, when you have somebody who at first they had all this productivity, 
They were, you know, they were producers. And then when they get to the point where you're just coming in, Mm -hmm. collecting a check, you're not really contributing to the overall good of whatever it is that you do on this job, at that point, it's time to move on and let those that are actually getting stuff done get stuff done. Mm. So I do think that, you know, I mean, there's a place for experience and knowledge, but there's got to be some breakaway point where you say, you know what, I've done my time, Mm -hmm. I'm going to move and let those that are coming behind me get in the driver's seat. Because you'll see them. Yeah. It's like, at what point are you going to let somebody else drive? I think that's what it boils down to. You got everybody mm. riding, but you don't let anybody else drive. So mm. that, that's my opinion. You got to let somebody else drive sometimes. Yeah. Mm. That's right. I'm, I'm going to go to you, what, what you got? Um, both of you guys got good points. I like that. I might have put that on a t-shirt, time and space. I like that. Um, but I was going to talk on um, kind of the same genre what we're talking about, but this is like a lateral move. Now, I, I was in a position, um, my previous uh, J-O-B, and when I moved, this other person moved in my position, and it worked out for them. They have been complaining, okay. complaining about, you know, their position, where they were, the hours. Um, things just wasn't working for them. But when I moved, I moved a step up as far as uh, money-wise, but it was a lateral move as far as kind of position. Okay. So sometimes, you know, you may not leave the job, but you might have to move in the lateral position for somebody else to take that spot in for um, productivity to continue. So that makes sense for people yeah, to be so. more productive and for growth to happen. Sometimes you got to go sit in a different chair. Yeah. So whether that chair be next to you or at home, sometimes you got to go sit in a different <laughs> chair. All right. Mm-hmm. That's real. Like That's that. real. Mm-hmm. What's up? Yeah. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was an interesting conversation kick things up mm-hmm. all right you ready to jump into the rundown cattle what we got on the docket for tonight i know we got some good stuff yeah um um but i do want to just put the number out there if you guys got any things you want to talk about tonight yourself hit us up tonight at 914-803-4306 and press one mm-hmm. if you want to chat all right now all right all right get into this uh on hot topics just on an off the Hot burner here. Joe Biden signed Juneteenth holiday bill into law. Yes, yes, hey. and yes again. <laughs> also, Texas governor crowdsourcing funds for state border wall. Wow. Ooh. And Supreme Court Supreme Court rejects latest GOP lawsuit. I hit it with his headlines. All right. I hit it with headlines. <laughs> See you excited. <laughs> Um, Scotch whiskey distillers toast in to high U.S. tariffs on um, single malts. Okay. Maybe something Papa Didi probably going to talk about. I'm quite sure. Also, black colleges denied state funding for decades are fighting back. And Victoria's Secret Angels are no more. Okay. Our cocktail of the week is called Barney Grows Up. 
What's poppin' with Papa Didi? Uh, we're going to lighten it up with the weird news. Urine-saturated home dove, little slice of hell, listed for 590K. Also, hmm. firefighters free raccoon with head stuck in sewer cover. And Nebraska man makes 60 naked skydiving jumps in 24 hours. Okay. Um, I'm just saying with red wine, what the what? <coughs> Living for the city with Papa Didi. Okay. That means you got to like talking about Papa. Um, my Hollywood hmm. wrap-up, the kisser list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail. We'll be back with the hot topic. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi. And the other one is called Living for the City. What's popping is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life. And life as we know it, as far as the hood is concerned, and everything thereof. Because as Moore said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. All right, welcome back to the John Party One News, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Rick One. Up on Swa, darling. Darling, darling. Woo. All right, okay. Papa Didi, you're kicking us off tonight with the oh, hot wow. topics. Oh, we're work me all the time. Oh, yeah. We're going to get our money's worth early. Well, uh, Joe Biden signs the, Ju- the uh, Juneteenth holiday law into, uh, bill into law. Yay. And as we all know, that was uh, celebrated by the government today. But mail was still delivered, so <laughs> I'm sure the post office was pissed off. Anyway, yeah. President Joe Biden signed a rare piece of legislation on Thursday, which is a bill that uh, creating a um, first new federal holiday since 1983, when Ronald Reagan signed uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s Day of Birth uh, into law. Hey. How about that? Hey. Now, Juneteenth, Juneteenth uh, Independence Day commemorates the end of slavery in the United States, institutionalizing a holiday that most states already recognize and that uh, African Americans have celebrated for more than 150 years. All right, mm-hmm. I think this will go down. I think this will go down for me as one of the greatest honors that I had as president. Is what Biden said when he was uh, signing that uh, particular bill. The Senate unanimously approved the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act on Tuesday, and the House followed with an overwhelming bipartisan vote, uh, 415 to 14. It was overwhelming, but still 14 people weren't interested. So on Wednesday, just want to put that out there because, you know, it's like, why aren't we unanimous on this? Uh, with only a handful of right-wing Republicans grumbling that uh, we already have a holiday called Independence Day. Now, this, this really? is what they're saying under their breath, you know. So, you know, but we got all kind of stuff that has to do with anything else. But, uh, you know. So on June 19th, uh, 1865, uh, Union Major General Gordon uh, Granger, he arrived in Gavison, Texas, all right, 
and Texas is still off the chain, as we all know, and announced that all slaves are free, okay, which was two months after the Civil War had ended. How long? Two months after the Civil War ended and two years after President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, okay, so two months and two years. Yeah, two months and two years. So 26 months. It was two months, yeah, after... Yeah, well, I, the way that's written is kind of interesting. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I know it was I just, more than I was two just months. reading what I was in front of me, but and yeah. it was actually two years. Right, two years and another That, that was still months. going on, which could have shown you there was no TV and no telegrams and no anything. And nobody made any effort. And wasn't nobody telling tell nobody them. none. Mm-hmm. But when the, uh, the union, you know, Major General, finally got up to Texas, I guess he was probably making his rounds. State, state, state to let people know because, you know, white folks wouldn't give up that old slavery move, oh, you know, yeah. to wake up every morning and somebody's doing crap for you. For free. For free. You know, this is why the attitude of people is it's, it's the way it is today because <clears throat> it's a slavery in a different aspect. But uh, federal workers had Friday off and um, on a three-day weekend, every June 19th going forth as the uh, Juneteenth takes its place as the 11th annual occurrence. Uh, legal public holiday federally, as you would say. So I guess it would, but this will fall on the actual day of its uh, date, so like Veterans Day, unless it's a holiday where it would fall like that. But other than that, it must, well, we just need to implement it as a Monday holiday. Uh, I don't know how they do it. It doesn't say how it does, but right now it's, it's going on. And we have those in place. You know, Veterans Day is November 11th, no matter what. So I think then they'll, they'll just give the well, government off. Juneteenth is the 19th regardless. The ni- yeah, it's the 19th. So if so. it falls the way the federal right. government works is, like in this case, yeah. if it falls on a Saturday, then they will give the federal they government Friday, Friday off. Next year to be on a Sunday, so maybe a Monday holiday. Yeah, you might get the Monday off. Yeah. And so, if it falls in the middle of the week, you'll get that day off. Yeah, so what it representing the fourth, you know, what it representing the uh, day of the week like that? It kind of falls in the same avenue as the 4th of July does, you know, where it has to be in that area, even though the 4th of July is on a Saturday, it's still, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. But uh, now here we go. Uh, let me just finish this off here. But uh, let's see. Federal holidays uh, don't require uh, businesses to give workers time off, but several big private employees said uh, last year they would make Juneteenth permanently uh, company holidays. Okay, now Jackson Lee and Senator Ed uh, Muskie of uh, Democrat Massachusetts, along with Senator John Quorum, wrote from Texas, first introduced legislation to make uh, Juneteenth a federal holiday last year. The push was an actual holiday. An actual holiday came as uh, Black Lives Matter protests erupted in response to the police murder of George Floyd. Now, Republicans has been harshly criticized of Black Lives Matter protests, and every Democratic policy proposal addressing the country's uh, Radical inquiry saying that uh, Black Lives Matter is just they they feel like it's a radical group that uh, you mm-hmm. know, but you know it's so interesting they don't they don't call the, the surrect, insurrection on the sixth of January wasn't uh, radical. Yeah, they had no problem with they had that. no problem with that, but they said. But they said those people were patriots. Well, one senator actually said he would have been scared in the Capitol if that was Black Lives Matter people yeah. attacking. 
So that's just going to show you that. But uh, to make a long story short with all this, uh, we have a new holiday, and hopefully Stevie Wonder write us a song. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? And uh, Juneteenth is in place. So enjoy. Shout out to the president for another Recognizing the freedom of our people. Hey. If 45 was still in there, it would still be. We would have nothing. On the table. But anyway. You know, it's a lot of people online, you know, of course, online social media saying this is all well and good, but what we asked for was not a new holiday. What we asked for was police reform. What we asked for was to have the cops stop killing us. So people are saying, you know, they're going to eventually just commercialize this like they do for President's Day and everything else, Valentine's Day. They'll be having Juneteenth sale, get your 40% off for Juneteenth and all that kind of stuff. But what was needed was to get this stuff straight about how the police are treating us, how you got citizens now out here doing what they want to do, white citizens, I should specify, like those that couple that held guns on people that were just walking down the street trying to go see their, what was it, their representative or senator or something. That couple came out and had guns loaded, daring people to come up on their property. Wasn't nobody coming for them. But, well, you know... So there are the some moral, saying, okay, great, we applaud you, and others are saying, this is not what we asked. The moral of that story is that they didn't have enough bullets to kill all those Negroes. No, they didn't. Okay, and they probably both of them would have probably got one shot off a piece. If that. Okay, so somebody could have snuck up behind their old asses. Please, don't let give me stories. Anyway, all right, we'll move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. And, you know, there but, were some that were saying, that shit could have been real ugly. <laughs> right. Holiday, but I, I, anyway. Yeah, I just think Go that, ahead, I think on, on these holidays, like Martin Luther King, they have started to become commercialized on that. I don't, I don't like that. But, you know, they're, they're encouraging people on those holidays to do, like, community service, that type of thing. So right. if community service is going out there and doing something great or good for somebody, or maybe we need to um, just make some more noise, you know, Black Lives Matter or whatever organizations um, that want police reform need to start making more noise, and especially on those days. So maybe they need to just use those days for that, you know. Um, uh, that should be important to them as far as doing the work. So, um, but, you know, they should be doing it on a regular basis, but when these uh, national holidays come up, I think they could probably uh, make more noise and they could be seen more because, hey, the reporters, that's their playground. They're going to be out there reporting, oh, this is what's going on on Juneteenth because of the holiday and because of, you know, blacks got freed and yada, yada, so. Um, right. I just think it, it it'll work more on those particular holidays. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll mm-hmm. see how it plays out. Yeah, we're gonna see. So, um, just don't commercialize it. <laughs> okay. Please um, don't start selling cars at twenty percent off for Juneteenth. 
Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Please. All right. Um, this Texas, Texas governor crowdsourcing funds for state border wall. They're trying to build a wall. Um, I guess they taking up where uh, y'all president <laughs> uh, didn't build the wall. Austin, Texas. Um, the Texan governor, Greg Abbott, um, talked yeah. about this on Wednesday that he will use $250 million in state money and crowdsourced uh, financing to build more barriers along the U.S. border with Mexico. Um, this is part of an emerging proposal that also extends um, his political fight over immigration uh, with the um, uh, Democratic Biden administration. So over a dozen Republican members of the Texas House and Senate joined Abbott for a live stream press conference announcing his intentions to hire a, pro- a project manager to continue constructing some version of a wall. Oh, boy. Was, um, announced last week, echoing 45's unfinished campaign, like I said. Uh, that's um, over 1,200 miles uh, in Texas. Um, Abbott also said he is asking the federal government to return land obtained for the U.S. Uh, government's wall and return it to private citizens who can allow Texas to finish the job. Wow. Um, state Senator Jane Nelson, chair of the State Senate Finance Committee, said in a press conference that $250 million in money that Abbott referred to as a down payment was being allocated as authorized under emergency orders. Wow. She did not um, clarify where the um, public money came from, um, but in a letter released later by Abbott's office, the governor said it would come from the Texas Department of Criminal Justice Department. Wow. So they're pulling from that. Where they get it? Where they get it from? I don't that's know. That's why there's no air conditioners in the prison. Yeah. That money needs um, to make those prisons better and livable. But you, okay, mm-hmm. anyway, go ahead, Karen. But they also set up a web page and a post office box so anyone can donate money for Abbott's wall. Wow. Sound okay. like uh, 45. Abbott, who was up for re-election, wow, next oh, year, boy. and um, hasn't ruled out a run for president in 2024. Oh, God, please help us. Oh, has taken um, increased action right, over immigration since Biden took office. Uh, including sending more state police and National Guardsmen to the border to arrest people entering the uh, country illegally. Okay. Interesting. So, so what? So, what is the policy in Texas? Just me, mine, myself, and I, and nobody else. They don't want anybody to come across the border. They don't want anybody else to come in. I guess they're trying to just stop. The amount of people, I've always said that. I, I, I'm kind of on the fence with it. Like, you know, we should have so many people a year come in. After that, you know, that cap, just cap it off because we're busting at the seams. So, um, like I said, I'm on the fence with it. So, but, I yeah. just feel like when you put a wall up, a wall is not a conversation starter. A wall says, I'm done. I'm not talking to you. I don't want any parts of you. Stay away. To me, mm-hmm. that's what a wall says. Yeah, but these people, they can penetrate anything you put up or under. Well, that's true. true. But I'm just saying, to me, what a wall signifies 
is Mm -hmm. I'm shutting off. I don't want you. Don't come through here. We don't want Mm -hmm. you. Don't come. You know, as opposed to some kind of policy that says we only allow, like what you said, Kettle, we only allow X number of people per year, per month, per quarter, whatever the case. And once we exceed that number, we shut it down. That's the policy. If you get in through that whatever that number is, okay, cool, we'll consider. But once we exceed that number for that period of time, you got to wait till the next round. It seems like if we had something like that that people could comprehend, you wouldn't have people risking their life on floating on pieces of wood trying to get across the sea or the ocean, the lakes and whatnot, trying to get to the United States. All these people, there's a lot of people that have died. They're sending kids without a parent, without anyone to take care of them because they feel like it's a, they got a better shot here in America than they do where they're coming from. It just seems like, a, like you said, Kettle, we, we got to have a better way. Yeah. But I think yep. building a wall and just trying to put a wall up is not going to solve the problem. That's just going to be another money pit. Right. In my but All anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Well, we have to follow that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me talk about the Supreme Court. Once again, mm-hmm. 45 tricks have been shut down, him and the GOP, mm-hmm. because the Supreme Court has ruled one more time that they are not going to shut down the Affordable Care Act, also called Obamacare. Now, the GOP and 45 when he was in office, but since he left, the GOP has still been putting up these cases and lawsuits trying to shut down the Affordable Care Act. I don't know why they keep trying it, but once again, it got all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, uh, yeah, we're not going to rule against that. So that means that 31 million Americans will not lose their health insurance and protections for people with preexisting conditions. Obamacare, as they call it, has survived one more year. But this time, the threat was a lawsuit that 20 state Republican officials originally filed back in 2018. So I guess it took a while to finally get to the Supreme Court. But the Trump administration officially supported this in court, and the federal government apparently had defended these statutes statutes in, in this particular litigation. So the ruling on the Supreme Court was 7 to 2 in favor of keeping the Affordable Care Act. So bottom line is they tried it, they failed, they being the GOP, they failed once again. Obamacare, officially known as the Affordable Care Act, still lives. And what's interesting to me about this is that I don't know if people realize that the Affordable Care Act provided insurance to people who had pre-existing conditions. Now, when you're a person who has pre-existing health conditions, it's almost impossible to get health care insurance because as soon as you fill out the paperwork and you say, I have a heart condition or I have 
diabetes, I have, you know, second something, cancer, two, whatever. As soon as you say, I have X, Y, Z, they don't want to insure you because they know they're going to have to pay out. But when you can go and get insurance, like with the Affordable Care Act, even though you may have lupus, you could have some kind of lung thing, a heart thing, a blood thing, a lung, whatever. The Affordable Care Act allowed people to still be able to get some kind of insurance. And these Republicans, for some reason, have been like hell-bent on trying to shut it down. And what's really funny is that one of the things that they tried to get rid of that they had an issue with was the whole thing about having to, um, I'm trying to find it, it was something about a penalty, you know, that had to do with when you filed your taxes, you had to show that you had health insurance, and if you didn't, there was some kind of penalty. Well, when 45 was in office, there was a whole big stink about they had an issue with it, so they got rid of it. And that's what the Supreme Court said, well, now that y'all got rid of that, we don't have a problem with it because there's no penalty anymore, so why should we rule against it? If people aren't being penalized, for not being insured, we're not going to rule against it. So step off next, and that's basically what happened. So the GOP can go somewhere and suck a boiled egg that's rotten because they still can't get rid of it, and they've been trying. That was one of the first things 45 said he was going to do was to get rid of Obamacare and he still, he and his cronies have still been unsuccessful. So in this case, shout out to the Supreme Court for standing up for what's right for a change. That's all I got uh-huh. on that. <laughs> you dropping the mic? <laughs> I'm dropping the mic. All right. just, I wish um, they would just stop trying. Like, let it yeah. go. Yeah. They could put that energy in something else. You're right. Just, it's ridiculous. Exactly. We're talking 31 million Americans that would have lost their insurance if the Supreme right. Court had ruled in favor of the GOP. Why? Why are you going after this? Right. I can see if you had something to back it, but you don't have nothing else to back it. Exactly. No. You got nothing to replace it's, it with. So you just, what's your problem? You just want us to just roll up and die, I guess. I don't know. And. I want us to. Don't want us to have shiggity. <laughs> Man, what what the old folks say, go somewhere and sit down. Interesting to see this story out, yeah. See what's gonna happen. Absolutely. All right, yep. we're gonna take a quick break. And we're coming back. We got some more goodies for you with the hit it and quit it headlines on the pajama party show. We'll be back on the other side of the break. What's your opinion? We want to know on the late night adult pajama party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to 
www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One who's Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, Papa Didi, it's that time. Time to hit them and quit them. All right, this is a Scotch whiskey uh, distiller. Uh, they toast the end of a high U.S. tariff uh, on single malts. Ooh. So the Scotch whiskey makers, uh, they, breathe a sigh, they breathed a sigh of relief Thursday. Happy United States agreed to suspend tariffs on um, one of uh, Scotland's main exports following the resolution of a long-standing trade row uh, between the U.S. and the European unions over um, subsidies to uh, aircraft companies, Boeing and Airbus. President Donald Trump, of course, slapped a 25% tariff on single malt Scotch whiskeys in 2019 as part of a trade dispute over aerospace subsidies, while the U.K. no longer is an EU member. It belongs to the uh, blog when the uh, tariffs were imposed and a major participant, in, major participant in Airbus. So Trump messed everything up as usual, you know. You know, he's the kind of person that throws things out of whack and don't even, don't even understand it from the beginning or how many people are involved in it. So earlier this week, the U.S. and the EU reached an agreement to end their dispute, a dispute that was probably spewed by your boy, 45, you know. Anything that was he one does thing not, he was good at, screwing stuff up. Yeah. I will say without he even was knowing, very good at that. Without even knowing why he did it, what the results is of it, but he just put his two cents in everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the... Um, the breakthrough paved the way for a five-year suspension of tariffs on both sides and have placed in a product where it had nothing to do with aircrafts and all that jazz. They wanted to just get back to selling whiskey right. in the United States and Europe. Sell it. So the Scotch Whiskey Association estimated tariffs caused them more than $850 million mm. worth of lost exports to the United States. That's a lot of money. Right. So this is very good news for Scotch Whiskey. Karen Betts is the associate chief executive said yeah, that uh, this deal <laughs> this deal uh, removes the threat of tariffs being uh, reimposed on Scotch whiskey next month, enabling distillers to focus on recovering, you know, finances as opposed to export costs and worry about what airlines going to take what where and who's mm-hmm. going to charge what. You know, Trump just kind of stuck his job all usual. up in here. So, uh, you know, everybody seems to be happy with this whole situation. And uh, now that, it seems that now that Trump's out of office, there's a lot of things that are reversing real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, because... Things are being repaired. Yeah. All he, the stuff he broke is being fixed. Yeah, thank God for small favors. I tell you. All right, we're going to hit him and quit him. Over to you, Kettle. What you got for us tonight? Uh-huh. Hit him and quit him. Yes, ma'am. All right. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you would have hit it, quit it, uh, police? Yeah. Okay. Hit him and quit him. <laughs> Cracking the whip. What's up? Uh, black colleges denied state funding for decades of fighting back. Great. 
Uh, historically, black colleges and universities in the U.S. have been underfunded, really, for decades. Hmm. We've been talking about this yeah, for a long really? time. With mm-hmm. billions of dollars in state funding that is that should have gone to those schools uh, diverted by lawmakers for other purposes. Um, college presidents and local lawmakers in the states like Tennessee um, and Maryland have spent months poring over previous years' state budgets to calculate the funding gap, as well as discuss how to put um, that money to use on campus. Some education leaders call it a form of reparations, the old 40 acres and a mule, but for the ivy-covered campuses of some of the nation's oldest colleges. Uh, other, others prefer this, a softer term, arrears, to describe the push for more money from um, coffers. Either way, billions of dollars, at least $1.1 billion so far, is at stake um, for up to 50 colleges that educate hundreds and thousands of black students annually. I mean, we already know what that is. You know, they don't want black wow. folks to pick up a book. I mean, they've always been that way. They don't want us to read. They don't want us to do jiggly that. Mm-hmm. So it goes on to say, um, Copeland State, along with three other HBCUs in, in Maryland, Bowie State, University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, and Morgan State, um, are stated to receive a local $577 million from the state legislative wow. starting in July 2022. And that will be dis, um, dispersed over the next decade. Okay, finally. HBCUs date back to the 1800s and were created to educate black Americans who were barred from attending white colleges. Hey, the first HBCU, Cheney University in Pennsylvania, opened in 1837. Uh, in 1890, the U.S. government gave more than a dozen HBCUs land status, which meant they were eligible to get as much federal aid as white-only schools. Hello. All right. All right. But see, get my thing money. is, yeah, I, I, it, 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 it bothers me that we always have to establish ourselves. The government has to come into play or the Supreme Court, or somebody has to come into play to help us. Why? That shit, mm-hmm. excuse me, it pisses me off. You know, so. Just to get what we should have gotten by default anyway. Yes, it's sad, you know. But uh, Everybody else gets theirs, but we got to scratch, fight, claw, beg, do tricks, yeah. roll over, play dead, jump through a flaming yeah. hoop to get mm-hmm. a piece of it. Yeah, you're right. That makes sense. You're right. So I'm glad that um, they're fighting, finally, finally, um, fighting back. So kudos to the HBCU colleges. So all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hey, Morgan do. State, Morgan State, and Bowie. Hey, they all on this East Coast. Um, that's interesting. They they all kind of on the same, you know, on the East Coast. So that was interesting. Yeah. Very much. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, in other news, the era of Victoria's Secret Angels is officially over. So for people who look forward to seeing that show on TV every year, you're not going to have it. The lingerie company announced this week that they are overhauling the branding going forward, and they are now partnering with celebrities like Priyanka Chopra and Megan Rapaho. That's the the uh, the, girl, the woman 
that played soccer. She was on mm-hmm. the Olympic soccer team. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the New York Times first reported, the Victoria's Secret brand is bringing in a group of seven women, including Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra and Megan Rapahoe, to be part of what they're calling the VF Collective. The women will alternate, alternatively advise the brand, appear in ads, and promote Victoria's Secret on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The company also has an entirely new executive team, and they're forming a board of directors in which all but one seat will be occupied by women. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they hadn't done that a long time ago. I mean, you're selling lingerie. you got a bunch of men on the board. But anyway. Behind the times. Exactly. A press release uh, for the collective said that through social, cultural, and business relationships, the group is going to work to create new associate, associate programs, revolutionary product collections, compelling and inspiring content, and rally support for causes that are vital to women. So now they're trying mm-hmm. to make the brand more about women and not just sexualize women, which is what they mm-hmm. have been doing since, like, day one. Mm-hmm. So they're going to include... Well, let's see how far that gets. Yeah, we'll see. Because uh, check out who they're including now. They're including mm-hmm. people like skier Ellen Goo, who I'm not familiar with, model and body positivity advocate Paloma Alesser, Trans model Valentina Sampeo, model and South Sudanese refugees uh, Adut Akech, and photographer and founder of Hashtag Girl Gaze, which is a digital platform for female photographers, Amanda Day Caternay. <clears throat> so they're going for not just model-looking people, but women from, like, all across the board. they got feminists, mm-hmm. a- athletes. All kind of folks. Trans, you got one trans, you got a skier in there, so you got your athlete, you got Megan Rapahoe. So it, this is going to be interesting. Bore I don't me. know if this is going to kill the brand. Bore me, bore me, bore me. <laughs> bore me, bore me. You want to see them stomp the runway with the wings and the well, little diamond bras and all I'll... that stuff. That's a good topic. I'll talk about it later. No, don't don't go stereotype like that. Okay. That's not the case. Because that's so, what those idiots that took it over, that's what they think. And that's mm-hmm. why they turn into a big-ass cardboard box. So, well, news of the we'll change, talk about that. We'll news talk about of the it. change came after the company canceled their iconic and controversial fashion show uh, two years ago in 2019 after consumers and advocates uh, have been for years asking the company to increase the size of its offerings and to showcase more body diversity on the runway. So people were saying, you know, all women don't look like the women you put on your runway. Can we see women on the runway who are larger? So, you know, people have been saying that for a long time. So, you know, we, we're going to see what happens with this. They're saying mm-hmm. that... The, the, the uh, person who was in charge of it, Martin Wal- uh, Waters, he said when the world was changing, we were too slow to respond. We need to stop being about what men want and be about what women want. Uh-huh. That, that's what he said. Okay. So responses have been mixed. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. 
Interesting. He's trying, he's trying to be on the right side of something. Oh, I'm sure he's trying to be on the right side of feminism, but... He's trying to sell some lingerie. Yeah. I mean, because for sure, Victoria's, Victoria's Secret does not sell a lot of stuff or have a lot of stuff for the larger women. You know, once you get beyond a certain you gotta size... You've got to go to Stewart. you got to go somewhere else, then. Exactly. Hello. But if you're trying mm-hmm. to get the secret in Victorious, you can't be but so big. Because <laughs> they don't. Right. You, you can't do it. I'm just saying, you know, you might have a, have to get a search team to go find that thong if you, I, I'm just saying. Mm-mm. I ain't messing anyway, with you. I ain't messing with you. <laughs> anyway. You made a good uh, statement earlier. Uh, Let's see where that goes. Yeah, we're going to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Go to the search team. I'm just saying, get the flashlight. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're gonna have some people gravitating to it, and some people gonna be, you know, be like hogwash. I don't believe that, you know, that you're moving in that direction. So you may lose some customers. So, you you're know, definitely gonna yeah. lose yeah. customers. Yeah, you know, yeah, you will. Yeah, you, you may will. win some, you may I mean, lose some. So, well, nice. mm-hmm. I'll talk about that later. All right. All right. All right. Well, let me get to the cocktail because we don't want to mess Papa Didi up. He's on the flow. So. Um, <laughs> all right. What you got for us tonight, Kel? Uh, this is called uh, Barney Grows Up. Must be some Ooh. purple element in there. Barney the dinosaur is a is as a cocktail. Why not? This tiny purple never. cocktail is visually stunning and tastes pretty good. The uh, recipe uh, makes two two ounces of uh, schnapps. So two ounces of the Kuiper Pucker Grape Schnapps, one ounce of vanilla vodka, one ounce of Amaretto liqueur, such as the uh, Di Serrano, and ice. So in a cocktail shaker, combine all ingredients, shake to chill, and strain into two two-ounce shot glasses. And that's your... Um, Barney Grows Up cocktail. That's the cocktail of the week. So enjoy. All right. A per- so it's a shot, you said? Shot, 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 shot. That's hey. The recipe I told you makes two shots. So that's all okay. you need with that. You got Purple uh, the Kuiper Pucker. You got uh, vodka and liqueur. Oh, yeah. You're going to be down about two two shots. <laughs> Okay. Yep. So mm-hmm. after you drink a couple of those shots, are you going to be singing the Barney song? I'm quite sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, now. All right, mm-hmm. that's the cocktail of the week brought to you by uh, DC Homegrown Entertainment. Thank you so much for that one, Kel. Uh, let's see. We ha- Next we have uh, Papa Didi coming up. Are you ready, Papa, or are we going to a yeah, break? Yeah, let's take a break here for a minute. No. All right. Come we- back on my two cents. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi and What's Poppin'. You're listening to The Pajama Party Show. Don't you move. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at The Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306, or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing, so call me now, 914-803-4306. 
I'm right here on WBJP, Blog Talk Radio, waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Hi, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa Diddy. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for Papa Diddy, world famous, for his segment, What's Poppin'? So, Papa Diddy, what's poppin'? All right, somebody play my theme music. All right, there you go. What's poppin'? Get that okay. pop knife. What's pop? You know, I was gonna. I'll save uh, my, my little my my Juneteenth Juneteenth uh, uh, thoughts for living for the city a little a little later. But I, when we were speaking on the Victoria's Secret thing, that kind of sparked an interest in me when they were saying how it was being taken over by different people and all this and this and that. And and you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm the kind of person that. Uh, you know, I I observed the I observed the scenery first. You know what I mean? I'm not a person that's coming out and talk. I look and see who's talking and and who's doing what and who's saying what what they've been saying, what they've been doing. You know, I don't just speak out on things. You know, now the young lady who's spearheading things or is part of it, the young lady who was who's part of the uh, the U.S. soccer team, right? Mm-hmm. And she's the one that uh. She's the one that's out there saying that, um, you know, that the men aren't, they're not making as much money as men and all that jazz, right? Right. Now, that's a good platform. I understand that. Now, but she, she, she's, she's, she's doing a lot of uh, promoting things, okay? So she's making money, okay? She's on Subway commercials and all that. Matter of fact, she's on one Subway commercial that kind of pisses me off where she's, like, telling the guys on the field, and this this is whole her whole premise toward her change in this whole Victoria's Secret thing because it's almost like put guys on the back burner, but you're taking over a company that's selling sexy underwear. So where the fuck is your head at? You know what I mean? And and I'm saying that as a, from a man's point of view. I'm an older man now, but y'all still get excited over some shit. You know what I mean? And I still like shit that looks good. Whether it's thick or thin or whatever or shaved or hairy, whatever whatever turns you on. But I'm not going to sit back and watch people that may have a particular lifestyle or a sexual notion of their own and feel like whatever they're interested in is going to sell product when there's a whole other world out there that might be interested in your product, but the, the face you're putting on the product may turn people away. And nowadays, my God, Amazon's taking over everything. Amazon, Home Depot, Lowe's. Hell, if you ain't ready to compete with them jokers, then you're going to get kicked up in your butthole. It's just That's just the truth about it. And like I said, I'm not – but, like, let me get back to that Subway commercial. You know, she's telling the guys, you know, they got a clever thing where she's sitting a doing something and she's, like, swiping the phone doing something. But then she kicks the ball and it knocks – a hamburger out of the guy's hand. And I thought that was really rude in that commercial. Like the last part of that commercial, she kicks a ball. And if you look at a Subway commercial that the young lady is promoting Subway, the last part of commercial, like the guy's in the middle of the field and she does some kind of thing where she's swiping the phone. And then she said, she kicks the ball and says, kick the burger. And and the guy's like, he looks, he puts a stupid look on his face because the ball just smacked his hand, knocked it. I don't think that that's very abusive. 
You know what I mean? But it wouldn't be perceived abusive because a man, a woman is doing it to a man. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't give a shit who feels any kind of way about what I just said. But it's an abusive way as far as men are concerned. You know, it's always, we, we can always get beat up, but we can't be doing the beat up. You know what I mean? And I don't mean on a physical sense. I just mean mm-hmm. when it comes to just how things are projected to a woman and a man. This whole Victoria's Secret thing, let's look back at the Miss America pageant when old girl took over. You know, the one that got the big money from uh, Fox. Remember, she yeah. used to be a beauty queen back in the day. Mm-hmm. She came to Miss America pageant. The first thing she said was get rid of the bathing suit contest. I mean, the uh, competition phase of the bathing suit. I'm saying, well, what the fuck? If you're going to get rid of the bathing suit, then what the hell? What the hell? And it's not like I'm sitting there jacking my Johnson when I look at the bathing suit contest. But, you know, I like to look at their, their legs and their figure and see if their talent and their looks and everything matches their body. And that's got nothing to do with pervertedness or like I'm, I'm trying to be a, a, a man that's sweating in my, in my, on my couch or anything. Just don't go there, you know. But you're stopping what was a popular aspect of it in the name of, you know, now that she got her little lawsuit with Fox and she made big money, and, you know, she coming there now, now that she didn't got, remember the guy got fired, but he died now? The guy that was one of the Fox guys, when, you know, he was Trump's friend and everything. He was a big yeah. guy. I forget his name. But anyway, he was one of the big guys on Fox, and he harassed a lot of people. All, of them, all the Fox guys, just all the, up the ass with their perverted asses. Anyway. So, but the whole thing in a nutshell is the fact that when she came to the Miss America pageant, you don't even hear about it no more, you know, because she took away an aspect of it, just like on the auto train with Amtrak. Amtrak's auto train, that goes from Virginia to Stanford and Stanford back to Virginia, where you can t- I mean, not Virginia to Stanford, Florida, and Stanford, Florida back to Virginia. They stopped when you get a first-class ticket. They had a wine tasting where you could just taste wine Ooh. before the train left. You know, you could just taste wine all day before the train left. You, you Once you set up everything, you go over to the lounge area, and there's wine flowing. Bring your glass up there, and they just... But then somebody took over as one of the bosses in that and cut it out. And most of the people, the snowbirds and everybody going to Florida said, well, where's the wine thing? What the, what the hell? What happened? So sometimes you, when you change stuff based on your sexual orientation, and want to go like, well, let's, why don't we have more women? Sure, have all the women you want. But don't stop the shit that made the Victoria's Secret famous from the beginning. And I'm not talking about the skinny white models and shit. I'm talking about the sexy draws. I used to go in there when I was single and buying the wear for my, for my women all the time. Because they had some nice specials. You get nine pair of draws for like $20 and shit. And I would hold them up, and they'll be different shapes, oval shape and V-shape and all this. And, you know, and, and, and you know they had some nice specials on panties. Bras was expensive as hell. But but panties were, you know, they were, they were economical. So, like I said, on a whole nutshell, we'll see where it goes when this group takes it over and all the people they're bringing in. But I'm not speaking homophobic on none of that. Don't even go there. I'm just saying, when people bring in a new breed and say, oh, let's kick all the men out, let's bring in all women and all this here, you got to think about the, demogra- the demographic that you're getting rid of, the men you're getting rid of, the sensitivity of the men that you're killing. You know, don't forget that. You know, we do exist. Father's Day is Sunday, for God's sake. Anyway, I'm out. All right, now. All right. 
Papa Didi has I'm spoken. Good. I see your point. Well, you know. You still, you still want to see some bathing suits, huh? Some skin, huh? <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's, it's just part of it. You know what I mean? It's part of it. Right. But to say, oh, right. we're gonna, and in our board now, it's gonna be all women, and we'll have one man in there, and, and you know, you said at that point, you're satisfying yourself and your group and your friends and the people you're gonna bring in. You know, so what's the difference in all white folks, all black folks, and all gay folks, and all, you know, what's the difference if you're gonna mm-hmm. not read everybody? That's just how I feel. So, you know, if you got any questions or comments, you know, give us a call, 914-803-4306. If you disagree with me, uh, give press us a call. One. Press 1. Mm. And say, but you uh, know, Papa Didi, you talking shit. I was going to say, everything is done <laughs> for everybody. If you don't want to, um, you know, watch the Victoria's Secret and the swimsuits and this and that, uh, if that's not your thing, then don't watch it. There's something for everybody on TV. We got... 99, what, billion uh, stations, um, cable, but uh, uh, 10 billion more. So I'm just saying, um, uh-huh. I'm kind of on the fence with you, Papa. I mean, you know, it's just apples and oranges. Shit, just leave some yeah. things alone, you know. Um, yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. But, every, but everything is kind of moving to a, a, a different movement. Um, you know, this new generation is just... Something different, so. but that but that but that generation is only moving as long as they can convince people to move with them. If that's not working for me, if I'm paying my bills fine by walking to the mailbox and writing a check and putting my mail in the mailbox, and that may be old fashioned as hell to some people. That may be mm-hmm. borderlining on primitive, but you know, if mm-hmm. that's not you and you're not doing that, then mm-hmm. then so be it. You know, right? But, you know, but everybody you, has their ups and downs, you know. Yeah. But we but can't it's, it's, tell it's, people that. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's just like the way the, the times are moving because now, like, if you go to the doctor, you don't have to physically go to the doctor. You can do what they call teleplay or whatever, tele, you know, yeah, you can get on the computer. And, right. And, and you can Zoom a doctor now. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, okay, I'm old-fashioned. I want the doctor to touch me or something. I mean, you know, yeah. is, is this working? Yeah. Um, do the knee thing, you know, but yeah. that's just me. But now I want to feel that stethoscope on my chest. I do. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's a more personal feeling. So it's, um, yeah. it's so they give you options, though, now, because people are just moving so fast, and this generation is like, I don't need to go to a doctor's office. I can talk to him on Zoom call. But that's yeah, but you know, with, if you don't, you know, if you don't feel that lump like you need to feel that lump, you ain't gonna feel no yeah. lump over a Zoom call. So I mean, a doctor's yeah. not gonna feel that. And I'm not I don't mean right. to be graphic with that particular statement, but I'm just saying everything has its drawbacks when we try to be easy. And sometimes you can't allow everybody around you, everything you're dealing with, to get easy on you because you're gonna get real. You're gonna get weak. You know, with your car, your house, the repairs on your everything you do, you got to have some strength in your circle. But I think the key mm-hmm. is options. People just want to yeah. be able to have options. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let me run through right. the phone lines before we hit the weird news. See what our callers have to say about it. Caller, hello, right. hello. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. 
Well, hello, hello, hello. Hello, um, hello. I want to piggyback on the options. But first of all, let me give y'all my name. I'm Papa Diddy Jr. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Papa Diddy Jr. So y'all don't have to call caller anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go down to Bureau of Vital Statistics and see where I left some uh, Uh-oh. That stuff some they use to make children. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, listen, that's this, is what I wanna, this is what I want to add to this thing. So y'all, were, you were talking about the Miss America pageant and stuff like that. So why yeah. we can't have a Miss America pageant with men Ooh. walking down the runway with jock straps and and I'm, uh, down, I'm down with that. Ooh, I was watching. I'm down with that because I've done you know some dancing in my days. I've done some dancing in my days. They used to do that, but I don't know what happened to that years okay. ago. You know, and you know, caller, that's a very that, that's a very wise thing for you to say because it seems like some people want to take it in their direction, but they don't want to bend in other directions. So you exactly, you know, exactly. you you can't be too much on one side of anything and then get pissed off if somebody calls you something or you get called something. Yeah, that's very interesting. It really is. Well, I would watch it. Oh, I who who you tell. <laughs> And, you know, then we can have a category of, you know, the men walking down the runway in suits, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it would yeah. Be, it would be very interesting. It is nothing yeah. like a well-dressed man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then a well-dressed oh. man in a nice, some Tims and some red jock straps, you know, for swimwear. Oh, yes. Okay. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> All right, wet red wine. Can you give me Did some palette? Show me All some right. palette. Do the swimwear. <laughs> do the evening wear. March down the runway. Hercules, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Yes. Hercules. Yes. Yes. Well, I just had to call in and represent my DNA because I'm Papa Didi Jr. All right. And we, and we appreciate your candid view on uh, on things, and I appreciate you uh, staying vividly uh, open minded with stuff. That's I important. Love it. That's All right. important. I look forward to this every Friday. Thank okay. you, Paul. All right, Papa Dee Dee Jr. We can get deep with it. All right, we appreciate you. Uh, okay, mute me. <laughs> okay, we're going to mute you because we're about to get weird. <laughs> Love you, Papa Didi Jr. All right, y'all, it's time to get weird. We're about to hit the weird news and weird tell you news. some crazy stuff. What you got there? Oh, man, I got a crazy one for you. We got an, a urine-saturated home that's been dubbed a little slice of hell that's listed for $590,000. Now, you would think a realtor that's trying to sell this house for 590000 would describe it as a little slice of hell would have a devil of a time selling it. But this woman, whose name the realtor is Mimi Foster, said that this dilapidated five-bedroom, four-bathroom Colorado Springs home adorned in spray-painted sayings like suck my ass and feces stuffed in drawers is a hot commodity. She's been getting cash offers for this crazy house. And that just shows you how bad the the real estate market is. People are pressed trying to find properties that are available. 
she told the local news channel in Denver that she got 16 written cash offers in the first 24 hours that she put this house on the market. And she told people how bad it was. She said that she lists vacant houses all the time, but she has never seen this kind of hysteria in all the time she's been a realtor. She said she's gotten 89 text messages since they got to the house that afternoon. She said it's a literal house of horrors. It's, um, she tried to be brutally honest. She said it's not for the faint of heart. But she said don't let all the spray-painted walls slow you down. It's not nearly as daunting as the freezer in the basement that was full of meat. And the freezer has not had any electricity in over a year. So imagine a freezer full of meat that's been sitting there hot for a year. You don't want to open that. That's enough to just gag you for like an hour. She said, be sure. I know it's disgusting. She said, be sure to wear your mask. She said, don't go out on the back patio because it's not necessarily attached to the house. She said, uh, what else? Don't open the freezer. Okay. uh, When she posted the video, she put horror movie music behind it. Just to let people see how bad this house, the condition of the house. She said there was human feces in the drawers of some of the furniture that was left in the house. Human and animal. Apparently, the person, it's disgusting. Apparently, this person had cats in the house, and the cats just urinated all over the carpeting in the house. So that's the first thing you get hit with when you come in. But yet people are bidding and trying to buy this property because, you know, the real estate market is crazy right now. I don't know if it's because of COVID or what, but she said she about to sell this house for 590000 Colorado Springs, as bad as this house is, is the condition, they about to sell this thing. I don't. I wouldn't even want to step into that joint, but each his own. Yep, that's what I say. Each his own. Okay. Okay. This is a firefighter's uh, free a raccoon with his head stuck in a sewer cover, and there's a picture of this where a oh, raccoon is sitting up looking real innocent. Now you know raccoons are usually terrorizers. Okay. <laughs> He jokers. I used to live in a town called Levittown, Pennsylvania, and my God, that was my that was my raccoon? first trash trash night. Let me tell you, okay, it's a war zone. <laughs> raccoons, <laughs> raccoons are off the. T- all you hear all night is lids coming off of trash cans. These jokers know how to flip a trash can down, pop the hood. On. They're they're a mess. I'm gonna tell you right. If you never encounter one, stay away. No, and I don't want. And to. then they got the mask on their eyes. Their eyes look like there's a mask, like little bandit. Little bandit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, firefighters in Michigan came to the rescue of a uh, unlucky raccoon that ended up with his head stuck through a manhole in the sewer cover. Like it was a street manhole with a hole in the center and the manhole. And they said, I guess he thought he could squeeze out, but his fat ass couldn't get through. Anyway, the Harrison Township Fire Department. Uh, Said a crew responding to the call for assistance from animal control and uh, 
respond and they responded to the intersection where the raccoon's head was poking out, backing up traffic uh, coming out of the sewer hole. The firefighters attempted to use soap to lubricate the hole in the raccoon's head, but the animal was still unable to free itself. Lieutenant Bryant Lusky said the fireman initially planned to cut through the cover and free the animal, but they discovered it was it would have it was made of cast iron, so they couldn't even attempt it. Wow! So we didn't want to do that. He said, so he told the Detroit Free Press, and, uh, you know, as you cut the cast iron, you know, it starts getting hot. So we decided not to go that route for the safety of the animals. So he said that the crew ended up uh, getting some help from nearby homeowners. We had a homeowner bring out cooking oil. Oh, he they said. put some Crisco on it. Yeah, and that uh, lubing his, uh, his, his uh, fur and everything allowed us enough to free the animal. And uh, we had someone hold a head so they so they then could someone could uh, slide grease all down his body and it was free itself. So <laughs> he got now, and, and this is the one time that a raccoon is actually being nice, okay? Because another circumstance, other circumstances, you know, a raccoon would have bit the hell out of you. You know, they bite, they bite, and they're vicious. They're just like possums. You know, the thing with and the big nose. Help me, help me! I need some help. Yeah, you know, animals can get when they get when they get trapped and, and scared, they can be real nice. Yeah. So, yeah. so they got some so coconut oil and uh, rubbed it on them. Put and, some Crisco on, some Wesson wow. oil. Wow. But you have wow. to see this picture of his head poking out of the. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, that picture is so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably pull up okay. on the web and see, okay. see the picture. All right. Well, Kevin, before you before you get your weird news, let me go back to the phone line, pick up a caller, okay. and then we're gonna come oh. back to you. Hello, caller. Oh, Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. Hello. Hello, Hello. caller. Hey, how are you? Hello. I'm good. I haven't spoken in a while. This is the Grand Pooba. Oh, Grand Pooba. What's Poober. up, Grand Pooba? Okay. That red wine. Your news hey. was not weird. Your news was not weird. There, you don't think that's three, weird? No, there are three types of people in the world. Okay. First type, the first type of person, they just talk about people. Okay. The, the second type of person in the world, they just sit around and talk about current news and events. Uh-huh. The third, the third type of person in the world, they sit around and solve problems. And that okay. property in Colorado Springs was a problem for somebody. And that house yeah, it was is going definitely to be, a problem. It's either going to be demolished or it's going to be renovated brand new. Yeah, it's probably a problem. Yeah, yeah, Colorado Springs is hot. That's a hot real estate market. So once they fix that house up and solve that person's problem for a half a million dollars, they're going to sell it probably for $1.5 million once they fix it up. You get 80 offers on a property in one day. That's That stink that you say, that stink, that gross, that's the smell of money. Mm. Okay, I hear that's, you. That's it. That's yeah, that's not, that, w- that was not weird news. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. I'll take that. That's money news, huh? 
That's money news. Big money oh, news. Okay. All right. Thank you. That was a good one. <laughs> Didn't it was sounding crazy to me, but okay, I got you. <laughs> All right. All right, Grand Pooba. I stand corrected. Not a problem. All right. All right. All right. Appreciate you. All right, Cal. Oh. We're going to go to you and get your weird All right. news. Make it weird now. Man. Grand Pooba. Right. man. Okay, I hear you. All right. Um, a Nebraska man makes six, 60 naked skydiving jumps in 24 hours. Okay. Um, he <laughs> okay. set a new world record by completing 60 skydiving jumps in 24 hours um, while dressed in nothing but his safety equipment. Wow. That didn't hurt. <laughs> his name is um, Rian Kofnoff of Omaha, said he contacted Guinness's uh, world records uh, about setting the record for most naked skydiving jumps in 24 hours. The group said he could create the new record category if he performed at least 25 jumps in the um, time period. Um, Kanoff said it, it is an informal tradition for skydivers to perform their 100 jump in the nude. And he came up with really? the idea to the naked uh, skydiving world record as a fundraiser for a mental health charity after the recent death of a friend. He goes on to say, my friend that was lost to mental health issues was about um, to lose his 100th jump. Um, close enough that he talked about it all the time and he didn't get to make it. So he was out there to, um, you know, accomplish that. Um, he ended up his attempt with 60 completed naked jumps over weeping water Ned. <laughs> His attempt raised money for the um, Movember Foundation, a charity dedicated to men's mental health and suicide prevention. So um, that was that was great. That was good. But nude, okay. I wouldn't have been. Doesn't that do one something to the body when you're up there? I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I've with no clothes on. Let me just. I've never skydived, but when uh-huh. I've seen video of people's face and you see uh-huh. how their skin on their cheeks is, like, rippling. Have you ever seen that? The skin yeah. on people's yeah. face is, like, rippling. From the. So I'm just wondering, like, if you're up there naked. You're wondering about the Johnson? I, I'm just saying to your whole body. <laughs> like, is that abusive to I your mean, where body? where are you going with this? I'm talking about uh, just general. You're talking about body. the man or... <laughs> You know what? Okay. I, I withdraw my question. I'm giving you a respectful word to use. I was just saying, isn't it not? It seems like it would be abusive to the body in general. You think the testicles right. would be slipping <laughs> out? I didn't say testicles. I'm well, you didn't saying. say nothing. I'm just trying to get you to speak your mind. This is an adult talk I was talk just show. saying, isn't it abusive say, to the body to say. do that and not have something over your skin? Right. You would All think so. All your skin. <clears throat> he wanted he, he everything. That was a world record. He wasn't worried about that uh, red wine, so that was uh, apparently so. not. It, it okay. is what it is. So he accomplished what he went out there to accomplish. He accomplished okay. them. He Make said, "This is what I want to do." Yep. He, said, he probably had a little needle do. dick anyway. So we <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm not going to touch that one. Okay. He was Ooh. probably a you know. Yeah, I definitely don't want to touch that. He was that. probably a junior no. achiever in the penis department. So, anyway. Okay. 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 All right. All right. That sounds okay. like it's time for a break. We're going to do that. And we're coming back with uh, whatever is next. Mwah. On the, oh, is that coming what it is? Coming back with uh, red wine with... Uh, I'm just saying. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with I'm Just Saying. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. PJs only. No clothes allowed. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It list, hit us on Twitter at A Pajama Party and use hashtag Kiss It and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. But this DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude. Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to turn over to Red Wine for her segment called, uh, I'm just saying. Thank you, Merci beaucoup. All right, uh, bonsoir. Tonight, I'm just saying, what the what? That's my topic tonight. What the what? Have you ever seen or read something that was just so ridiculous, the only thing you could say in response to it was, what the what? That's what happened when I read about a plantation-turned-museum in North Carolina that had plans to celebrate Juneteenth with an event that was going to feature a reenactment of a white slave owner being chased by Union soldiers. I was like, what the what? Apparently, there was a completely racist Juneteenth celebration planned by this historic, it's called Lada, or Lada, Lada, Plantation Nature Preserve. And according to Associated Press, Mecklenburg County in North Carolina had decided to, has decided to let their contract go with this museum uh, beginning next month. They're letting it expire. Now, this county in Mecklenburg has been working with this museum since the 1970s, but the county in Mecklenburg said, we have a zero tolerance for events that do not reflect the values of diversity and equity and probably common decency and good sense. The county officials tweeted last week, that the event at the Lotta Plantation was canceled after they reached out to the museum. And based on what the museum had planned, I can see why. Why would you have a white slave owner being chased by Union soldiers on Juneteenth? Are you serious? In addition to this game of catch the slave owner that they had planned, their website was advertising other events that if you had paid your money to come up here to this, what used to be a plantation, you were going to be entertained with stories 
of a massa that was uh, that was going to tell you stories about things that the massa was going to tell you, and you could listen to Confederate soldiers whine about the fall of the Confederacy. All of this on Juneteenth. Basically, they were going to charge people money for bullcrap that you could listen to for free on Fox News or on any Trump-type website, Facebook page, whatever. Now, this is where it even gets crazier, if that's even possible. The manager of this plantation museum, who is a black man who's named Ian or Ian Campbell, has defended the event, saying that he would never glorify white supremacy. And to that, I'm saying, what the what? What did you think you were doing by having stories that Massa was going to tell people, having the slave owner running from Union soldiers? How do you not see that this is glorifying white supremacy? Are, are you on something? What? What the what? I can't even figure out what this black man was thinking when he even came up with this whole hot mess. But this brother has a serious case of massa kiss ass because he put on this event or tried to put on this event for something that was meant to celebrate the freedom of black people. What the what? I'm just trying to understand, like, what was he thinking? when he thought that this was a good idea. And now, as a result, it's cost him the contract that they've had since 1970 because the county said, y'all crazy, we're going to take our business elsewhere. So now you would put put something together that was racist. For you to be a black man, do something stupid, and do something stupid and racist, and you lost the contract, you're just stupid on all sides. You're just stupid on all sides. I'm just saying, what the what? How did you even come up with this? How did you think this was going to fly? Now you're sitting there with mud on your face looking stupid. What's that song Queen said about you got mud on your face, big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place? You're just sitting there looking stupid. This is red wine. I'm just saying, what the what? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard of, a black man coming up with some dumb stuff like this. I don't know what to say about this, brother. You're dumb. I'm putting him on the kissing list. Ian, what's your name? Ian, uh, whatever your name is, you're on the kissing list. Ian Jerkoff. <laughs> yeah, Ian Jerkoff, you on the kissing list. Ooh, what the what? I like that one. That's a good one. What the what? Yep, sometimes I'm you have crazy. to say that. What the what? That could be a what good the, shirt. What the what? <laughs> exactly. What the what the what? And mm-hmm. and you said the it was a black man head of it. Yes. The say fraud, yeah. Black man that's running this thing, trying to put this together. I'm like, really? Stories from Massa? Yeah. Are oh, you out Lord. of your freaking mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Uncle, Uncle Tom or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, everybody exhale, exhale, woo-saw, woo-saw. Woo-ah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going we to. All right. 
we gonna boost on to a commercial, or we gonna keep it rolling? Yeah, we we can keep it going. We can keep oh, it going. Oh, Papa Didi said he's ready to go. Oh, man. Yeah, he gonna tap off on it. All right, come on, right. Bro. It's time for living for the city with Papa Didi. What you got for us, Papa Didi? All right, look here. I'm gonna put this out here. I'm gonna give everybody out there one year. Okay, starting tomorrow, which is the 19th. Right. Okay. I'm gonna give you one year as black folks, to get your knowledge on with this whole Juneteenth thing. Get your history together. Learn what it's about. Learn where it came from. Learn how it originated. Learn what it's connected to. And first of all, what you need to do is look at your calendar and look at your, I don't know whether you have an older family or a younger family. In my case, I have an older family. Okay, so Juneteenth was talked about in my family for years for years. My father, my mother always spoke on it. You know, my mother was born in 1929. My father was born in 1924. Okay? My father's father, my grandfather, Poppy, we called him. He was born in 1895. He died in 1978. He came to my high school graduation. Wow. Okay? Poppy was healthy for a long time. My mom his wife, she was born in 1896. She died in 1969 when I was 10 years old. She had diabetes and her legs were cut off and all that jazz. So this was before medical was really serious. But what I'm getting to is the fact that I laughed and joked and, and spent time with grandparents that was born in 1895 and 1896, respectively. Now, if you take 20 years before that, their parents, were born, let's say, in 1875 and 1876, let's say. And this is only going back to my great-grandparents, not great-great-great-great-great. My great-grandparents would be born in 1875. Now, their parents would be born, let's say, in 1855, which is 10 years after the the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that life is not that far away. So stop thinking the stuff that happened is a long time ago. Just because we're in this year 2000 thing, don't forget that 19 and 18 comes before 20. Okay? And 20 is new. Although it's been, time's been flying, only because we've been distracted with assholes like Donald Trump and all kind of bullshit and dumb shit and crazy shit and COVID and everything else, which made time go by like it does. But sit back and look at your history or go in a cemetery and look at some tombstones. If you got nothing else to do on a Saturday morning or ride through and look at the dates of people, because a tomb, a cemetery is a storybook. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cap, it's a time capsule. It will blow your mind of how you will run into dates that that you wouldn't believe. Not even ten minutes in the cemetery, you know. And I'm saying all that to say that. What what has happened to us with slavery was not that long ago, but like Red Wine said in her segment, we have been bamboozled for so long by people, by even our own people. You know, the the the, the Republican from South mm. Carolina, what's his name? Oh, uh, Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Oh, the, the world's not racist, you know. And he's sitting up there, the only black Republican in the damn Senate. Well, damn, my brother, where's the rest of the jokers of your color on in your party? You know, there are none. And it doesn't stand for anything for 
you know, I don't even want to get all on the, on the political soapbox at all, okay? I'm, I'm going to keep this short, but I'm going to keep it healthy. And like I said from the beginning, take one year of your life between June 19th of this year till June 18th of next year to study your history and find out, talk, find out about the Civil War, when it was fought, you know, how it was fought, how the, the, they, the, they gave the, the slaves guns. You know, the, the northern said, you, you, well, Matt, we, we, can, we can shoot them? What? Yes, yes, you can. You can shoot them motherfuckers. And they won that war because they gave them, them slaves guns and said, shoot them. The, the, gray, the gray hat, shoot, shoot them. You're wearing the blue, they're wearing the gray, shoot everybody in gray. You know, I mean, they may have made it not that, that simplex, but, but then they had to go and after that, the colonels had to go around the country and tell slaves that they were free. After the war was over and after the emancipation, after the, the proclamation was signed, slaves still didn't know what was going on. You know, there was no TV, there was no phones, there was no newspapers or nothing. So nobody knew, and, and the slave owners wasn't telling no goddamn body. You know, so all this stuff went on to went on to our people for years. And if you are a strong person of color in your convictions. Sure, you can hobnob with white people and do what you want to do on the job or, or in your personal life or what have you. But don't forget who you are. The Jews don't forget their, their Holocaust situation. They're never going to forget that. And they're never going to let you forget that. The old girl was out there apologizing the other day because, you know, what's her name, Green? Oh, Marjorie Taylor. Marjorie Green. Taylor Green was saying, "Well, I apologize. I went to the Holocaust Museum and I seen that that did exist. Yeah, you dumb bitch. Of course it exists. With your little privileged ass, you don't know shit about nothing. What do you represent anyway? See, lack of knowledge. Like like Martin Luther King said, people are either sincerely, sin- sincerely ignorant or conscientious stupidity. Either you're really dumb as shit, or you're conscious of just how." Stupid shit is like Texas, the Texas governor, and all the bullshit he's signing every day. He knows this bullshit, but see, Trump has everybody on a, you know, on a spin dial, acting like he gonna do some stuff. Come on, man, the world changes every day. Not to mention the next two years, Trump is so irrelevant that it's not even funny. He don't even realize it yet, and all these jokers are still praising him, praising him, praising him. Give me a break, man. It's so sad when people cannot accept the fact that they have no more relevancy. You lost your relevancy. So what? You're still rich, motherfucker. Damn. You know? I mean, come on. And you're fighting these foreigners for coming over in the country? Sure. I mean, like you said earlier, Kettle, we're busting at the seams. It's true. But look at Donald Trump's wife. Shit. She's the epitome of a fucking foreigner. This woman can't speak English, and where, what's her roots? I just gave her roots of my family back to the 1800s. How far does his wife go back before them motherfuckers was in a boat trying to get over here? So, so I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. And like I said, don't be afraid to ask somebody about Juneteenth if you're young or you don't know. Ask an older person or somebody of knowledge or go to the library or go to anywhere, uh, Smithsonian, wherever you got to go to find out about it. Learn it so you can speak on it. But don't just be a part of it. And don't be a young person out there just celebrating shit because everybody else is celebrating shit. Because this is reflecting on your life. And you're a descendant of the, the 2000s. So now find out what happened in the 1980s. It's not that far away. That's all I got to say. Amen. Amen. Amen again. 
Yeah. We could have gone on all night on that one. You might get your own show, yeah. Papa. You going to get rid of us? What's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm down to beating Don't up. give him any ideas. <laughs> that that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, you're right. I agree. I think I think if these young folks knew their history, they would do better in, in what they're yeah. doing instead instead of want to go out here and shoot up bang bang all the time. That 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 shit gets on my damn nerves. It just they know from not the where they've come from. Right, where they yeah, look, where they dress. It's, it's, it's crazy, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get in that into my last word, I guess. I have to say my say, but uh, let's take a little CC. i got to regroup for that. Yeah, we'll take a break. And, uh, All right, we'll do that. Get some fresh ice in our glasses, and we're coming back with the Hollywood wrap-up in cattle on the Pajama Party Show. Stay tuned. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, hey don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also. And uh, hey, Pajama Party.com, too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got this studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself. And me and Kettle just happened to come here and catch her stealing airtime. As you know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happened to show up well, again. Well, can y'all tell what time? Oh, 9 o'clock, Eastern Time, 8 o'clock, Mountain Time, 7 o'clock, Central Time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock, Western Time. <laughs> East, West Coast Time. Right, okay. right. Either way, so if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m., 7 o'clock if you're hanging out in... Colorado somewhere. Seven o'clock. That's Central Time. See, now we got it all. Seven, seven o'clock. If you in. Uh, okay, it's nine o'clock Eastern. Y'all do the math. Figure out where you are. Check your watch. Nine right. o'clock Eastern. Right. Okay. Check us out. Nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Nine fifteen CP time. Right. Yep. That's right. CP time nine fifteen. There you go. All right. All right, bartender. Hey. Bartender. Hey, that Mr. Love. Hey, come on, Mr. Love, Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes. All right, welcome back to John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time for Kettle in the Hollywood wrap-up with the entertainment news. She got the lowdown on what's happening. All right, Papa Didi. Fire it up. I couldn't remember the original. I couldn't remember the original Halloween. What, what, what was that? Uh, oh, okay. Where did I get that generic shit from? Okay. I don't I'm know. Sorry. Okay. It's all good. All right. Thank you. All right. Here all we go. Right. Everybody's been talking about Kevin Hart, good and bad, but guess what? He's ching-ching all the way to the bank. Mr. Fatherhood, uh, uh, Kevin Hart plays in the new movie Fatherhood, arrives just in time for Father's Day. 
in a heart-tugging package that presents a star-slash-producer, Kevin Hart. Of course, he has to wear many hats. An opportunity to show off his dramatic acting chops. Um, they've been talking back and forth with the young lady um, that plays his daughter in the film and everything. And uh, he said, hey, it, was, it, was, it, was, it became a great movie. Um, she was a great little star. Um, not that there aren't laughs in this um, sweetly spirited, conflict, light, fat faced Netflix movie, which comes with the added stamp of being presented by the Obamas higher group productions. Oh, higher ah. ground productions. Interesting. Didn't know I that. Didn't know. And this is a true story. Yeah. It's based on the book by Matthew Nagin uh, Lawgill. Uh, Alfred Woodard plays his mother-in-law. Uh, Kevin plays the father raising his daughter after the death of his wife at childbirth. And uh, Fatherhood premieres, uh, premiered tonight on Netflix. So check it out. Um, okay. Also, they've been really um, boosting up in the height. Lynn uh, Manuel Miranda, he's saying sorry, and the height um, fell short on representing quote unquote dark skinned Afro Latinos. Um, mm. Said in a note posted to social media on Monday that he will do better representing Afro Latinos in his future projects. Um, he also said it um, come days after the end heights of musical about a, a vibrant and a diverse Latinx community in New York City, which is actually called uh, The Heights, was released in theaters. The film has been criticized for featuring dark skinned Afro Latinos and background and dancing, but not in the main rooms. Hmm. So, in uh, trying to paint a mosaic of this community, we fell short, so sorry. So, what can you do? Um, you know, apologize and keep going. Just, just do better, right? Okay. Um, in in the Heights, open to um, 11.4 million at the box office. It was also made available for streaming before its theatrical debut. HBO Max. Lala Anthony. Haven't heard from her in a while. Files for divorce from Carmela Anthony. I thought they went through Uh-oh. this before. Um, has reported she filed for divorce after 11 years. Entertainment Tonight confirmed the news on Thursday afternoon. Uh, oh, that's right. This is the second time the pair has split over the past few years. I was right. So in 2017, they separated uh, amid rumors of indefinitely, but seemed to reconcile a year later. Lala filed for divorce in New York on Thursday, citing in irrecable, um differences. Okay, the two share a son, 14-year-old Cayenne. So, kudos, good luck to her. Um, Okay. Congrats to Nick Cannon, his umpteen baby. He has newborn twins. (laughs) The mass singer-host Nick Cannon is a proud papa. Once again, after um, Abby De La Rosa confirmed that their twins arrived into the world um, on Instagram. Why everything has to be on Instagram? Uh, two boys, their name is Zion and Zillion. Okay, like billion, bazillion, okay. Okay, um, that's how many kids he got. Yeah, he's, they're, they're the newest <laughs> addition. Cannon is now the father of six children. He has two twins, Monroe and son um, Milwaukee, whom he shares with ex-wife Mariah Carey, four-year-old son named Golden, interesting, and six-month, six-month-year-old daughter, 
named Powerful Queen. What is up with these names? <laughs> okay. Canon uh, is reportedly expecting his seventh child with model Alisa Scott sometime later this year. Okay. He's trying to catch up Wait with her. Wait a minute. Too much. He's got so he's another baby coming. Right. So I guess <laughs> she announced it on Instagram because he's not with Della Rosa anymore. He's with uh, Alicia Scott. He, he oh you know God. what? He, he, he need to put put down the sperm, baby. Something. <laughs> okay. And uh, last but not least, um, our girl Cookie Taraji P Henson. She will host the 2021 BET Awards. And Queen Latifah will get the prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow, kudos to her. Oh, all right. So, yeah, so for more than 20 years, the BET Awards have been celebrating a black creativity, art, and excellence. All right, I love it. So, uh, hey, nobody can do it like Cookie. <laughs> I know so, that's right. And uh, kudos to uh, Queen Latifah. She deserves it. She's She's a what a Grammy Award winner, um, Golden Globe Award winner. Um, hey, why not? I love her and equalizer. Yeah, she's worth it. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't think I would like to equalize her in, in like her in that role, but hey, she's yes. she's on point. I have yes. to give it to her. Kudos to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And you know what? I'm with you on that one. I didn't think I was going to like it. I just felt mm-hmm. like this is not a good fit for her. But after I watched, like, the first two episodes, I had to mm-hmm. change my tune on that. I really mm-hmm. have enjoyed I mean, that stuff. She, she's kicking ass. Yeah, she's kicking yeah. ass. So, yeah. But she needs to put that daughter in check. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I agree. I agree. I'm like, she's that's not how it. black mothers <laughs> deal with their children. That daughter is too smart-mouthed and sassy. And I'm like, how you let her get away with this we stuff, girl? Show. We're not going to promote it to you. Check her. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. All right. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. Wrap All right. Good All right. one, Kev. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thank you. All Got right. Got the details on what's happening in the entertainment world. i tell you what, that Lala Anthony boy, she's looking good these days. She's on that show, The Chai. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Are you promoting that show now? No, uh, I'm just promoting her. <laughs> <laughs> he must be Lala Anthony's manager or something. What the hell is he doing? Uh-huh. Come no, on. She, the different roles, the roles she's been getting has been like sexy bumping like, man. They, so, so what, you want to see her in a bathing suit? Uh, like the, uh, oh, you ain't got to see a bathing okay. suit. She, yeah, put her on a Victoria. Uh-huh. Uh, she built like a brick shit house anyway. The shit just pop out. You ain't got to even okay. put you hmm. She doesn't even have to try. I'm, I'm not going to touch that. I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, I ain't going to get it. It's a family okay. show, so we'll let you know. Uh, okay. Oh, is it now? Okay. All right, Pavaniti, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. can you tell us about the uh, world-famous Kiss It List? All right, the Kiss It List is a list we compile every week of people that showed their butt and uh, didn't do the right thing, like some of those senators that didn't uh, go for the Juneteenth uh, Claiming we already have an Independence Day. We don't need no more. What do you Negroes want this time? You know. Well, I've got a list of them. I found out the 12 senators who voted against the Juneteenth holiday. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting them on the kiss it list. I'm going to call them out. Say them out. We got Representative Andy Biggs, Arizona. Arizona. Mo Brooks, 
Alabama. Oh, you know more Brooks. Yeah. Andrew Please. Clyde from Georgia. Scott Desjarlias, Tennessee. Paul Gosar, Arizona. Ronnie Jackson from Texas. Doug Lamalfa, California. Thomas Massey from Kentucky. Tom McClintock, California. Ralph Norman, South Carolina. Mike Rogers, Alabama. Matt Rosendale, Montana. Chip Roy from good old Texas. And Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, he was the main one that said uh, we have enough. Yeah. We have already have an independent holiday. Those are the 12 Republican Bamas that voted against the Juneteenth uh, national holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I want to put Ian Campbell, that's the racist idiot black man who thought it was a good idea to have a Juneteenth celebration in North Carolina on a plantation where you have massa telling stories and a slave owner running from a Union soldier and you're going to charge people money to come and see this bull crap. Mm. I don't know what this idiot was thinking, but Ian Campbell, you're on the kiss it list. Yeah, that was a bit much. Uh, governor Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. Oh, please. Trying to have a, he's he's doing a, what do they call it, a fund? Yeah, he's trying to what do you call that? build a wall. Yeah, but that's he's just, trying to build a wall just, just in Texas. That's somewhere to smuggle money. That, that's just some money smuggling. Crowdfund. He's trying to crowdfund yeah, the wall uh, in Texas. Don't believe none of that crap. They got to throw a title out on what they do, but they're just doing a bunch of bullshit. Anyway, um, he's a wild boy. Let's see who else is. We got forty-five as usual. Um, the the GOP for constantly going after the Affordable Care Act, even though they lost once again. Supreme mm-hmm. Court ruled against it, dumb behind. Why? Because the Supreme Court says, look, if you guys don't have nothing else in place, we're not going to be responsible for killing that shit. Exactly. This is people's medical lives. 31 million people would have lost their health care insurance health and, 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 and with nothing else to And the Republicans to. would have blamed the Supreme Court. Well, they're the ones that killed it, you know, yeah. and they know that. And the people that Trump just put in, they voted to, to not get rid of it. So, like I said, Trump is not relevant anymore. Exactly. Act like it. Uh, let's see. We got anybody else on this week? Uh, let's see. Them? We got red wine and... Uh, uh-uh. Don't put me on the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Kettle. I didn't do anything to, to earn that. Uh, anybody else this week? Uh, that's, that's all I can think of. Okay. Well, we have a special award, as we always do, for everybody on this week's list of winners. And here it is.
All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. When you host Papa Didi, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. I'm Sly, darling. Ooh, All right. What time it is? It's time for the last word. Last word. Mm. We'll go to you, mm. Papa Didi. All right. Last word. Mm. My last word. Like I said in my segment, I'm giving people one year to find out about mm. this Juneteenth thing. Ask people. Inquire about it. But don't, don't act like you. Uh, Kel, are you okay over here? Because I'm, I'm talking. You humming, Kel? You humming? Oh, I'm here. good. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, we try. I'm enjoying the music. <laughs> we try to do business here. Hey, we we doing business He's feeling here. good. Nah. Two full points. Nah, my, my last No, I'm just saying that uh, just don't, don't fake this one. You know, people fake a lot of things in life. But don't fake this one because this stands on the shoulders of a lot of people that brought you in the world. You know, this is a long line of people that struggled a lot more than we did. So learn about it. And in a in, in year from now, next when the celebration comes up again, don't just say, you know, I'm having it. You know how people say, oh, I, you know, 4th of July. I'm, you know, they just, well, not 4th of July. Well, what is it, the, the thing that people say when they, the holiday that's so, like the Super Bowl. They have oh, a Super yeah. Bowl party. Don't know shit about football. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know what I mean. Don't be part of that that level because this is serious. Okay? So ask somebody. Ask your uncle, your father, your you know anybody that uh, you know can give you some scoop. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll go next. My last word is Happy Juneteenth to everybody. Uh, I just want to piggyback on what Papa said, you know, get the information and share it. Don't just get it and keep it to yourself. Share it. Share it with the young folks. Share it with your children, your grandchildren, your nieces and your nephews. Make sure they understand the value of what this is, that this is not just another holiday, but this is something that has significance. So let's make sure that it remains significant. That's all I got. What's your last mm-hmm. word, Kim? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Y'all have really, truly inspired me. Wow. Check this out. I got something for you. Yeah, no, All right. Not really. Um, you were talking about what the what? I like that. Here's a poem for you guys. It's short and sweet. It's called What the What? Uh-oh. What we going to do to make it better? We need to write an ancestor letter to the young folks today so they can get it right and stay. That's it, short and sweet. Um, like okay, Papa now. Said, hey, get snap, it together. But <laughs> well, thank you. I, I mean, it just came to me. I wrote it down. I said, hey, what the hell? So my thing is do something to change the world. If you got so much voice and so much to talk about, and put these guns down. Stop shooting. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Be about it. Let's do some change in this world. Just stop talking and let's just do it. I mean, that's what Nike says all the time. So I'm dropping my mic. Bam. All right. Mic on the floor. All right. (laughs) Well, we just want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Um, Enjoy the weekend. Oh, and happy Father's Day, which is Sunday, to all the fathers, all the father figures, all the people who have been like a father, father replicas, stood in as a father. Happy Father's Day. Raise other people's children. Yes, all of those things. Happy Father's Day. You are so necessary. And if you get a chance, check out the thing that Oprah put together on the OWN Network 
celebrating our, our kings. I think that's what she called it, celebrating our kings. Yeah. That was oh, so yeah, well done. Nice. Showed mm-hmm. a lot of different aspects. Tomorrow night on the own Black channel. Fathers, yeah, that's coming on Saturday eight, evening. 8 o'clock. If you get a chance, DVR that, check it out. Mm-hmm. That was so well done. Different mm-hmm. aspects of black fatherhood, excellent. Yeah. So good. So shout out to all the fathers and anyone who's in that role of fatherhood, however you're in it. That's right. Shout out to you. We love you. You're so necessary and so vital. We as females cannot do it without you. Ooh, we appreciate that. you. I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to slip you a 20 spot for saying that later. Fact. That's a fact. We can't do it without. All right. I appreciate it. That's all we have for tonight. We're going to say goodnight, get on out of here, get ready to do something to celebrate these black fathers, white fathers, Hispanic fathers, Asian fathers, all the fathers. Let's celebrate Mm -hmm. them this weekend. Right. uh, Kevin Hart Um, on Netflix. Kevin Hart on Netflix. Check that out. Nothing else to do when you hang up with us. What you got, Kevin? Um, I just wanted to say that we on um, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're on Spotify, um, Deezer, um, Google Podcasts, and um, like I said, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, we on absolutely iHeartRadio. Yeah, yeah, we're on there too. So if you miss an episode, you can check us out, and uh, you can listen to some previous episodes. Uh, if you need to get your laugh on, hey, check us out. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for listening. Like yeah. Tupac, we get around. All right. All right. Well, we're going to say goodnight and get on out of here, and we'll do it again next Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Say goodnight, Papa. Good night. I just want to let Papa Didi Jr. know I'm expecting a gift on Sunday. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> you a junior. Uh, uh, and you walked into that one. I don't want no tie. Mm. I don't want no. You know. Don't want socks. I don't want no socks. No handkerchief. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. All right. Good night, everybody. Bonsoir. Arrivederci. Adios. Until next week, we'll do it again. Peace. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.